Hello everyone and welcome to The Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes on a whole range of nerdy topics now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick and I'm joined once again by my fellow nerds and friends, Toby and Ian. How are you both? Hello. Hello there. Yeah, good. 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 Yes, I too am good. <laughs> We're all good. Trailed off a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, good. Great start. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not good. I'm not good at all. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a doing okay. Smile yeah, for, no, I'm good. Smile for the pain, guys. That's <laughs> what we do. The nights are drawing in, getting colder. So it's mm. just... Uh, oh, it really is, isn't it? It's yeah. It, isn't it? It's yeah. amazing. Everyone says, oh, could we how dark it's getting. It's like, yep, every year. Every year this <laughs> happens. Every, <laughs> yep, cold. yep. I can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, seasons. Um, <laughs> oh God, I can't believe this has happened again. I mean, to be fair, though, this country would fall apart if we weren't have some conversation about the weather. Uh, true. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. I feel like British people are just fueled by those kind of conversations. Yeah. <laughs> we would just... Can you believe how much rain we've been having? colleague of mine at work literally spends most of his time on the Met Office website just going, God, it's going to be heavy rain later, Ian. You ready to cycle in that? And I'm like, can you just stop? Please. You, should, you should really put him on a good podcast site like Phantom Zone. So yeah. something else to fucking do. It's like, mate, you've clearly got time. Listen to our podcast. I'd like to think we're more interesting in the Met Office. Yeah. <laughs> Just about. I mean, that is riveting stuff. You know, clearly yeah. he's got every second it of could the change day any covered. Yeah. <laughs> what do the meteorologists say? Oh my god. Oh my god. Have you seen this? It's gonna rain. <laughs> Is Saturn in retrograde? <laughs> oh yeah, I bet he, I manage him as well, so I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> Just kind of let him slide. Just like, yeah. How's your work doing? You doing? And get around to it. <laughs> Car- carry on. Thanks, boss. Well, it depends on the weather. So. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. It's gonna rain in four hours. Um, yeah. <laughs> You seen this rain? Look at that. Anyway, we are here, the three of us, to, <laughs> to talk, talk about the weather. To talk about the weather. We are actually here with a more glorious purpose to discuss the second half and end of Loki season two on Disney Plus. We will be discussing episodes four, five, and six, as well as our thoughts on season two as a whole. So mm. let's get straight into it. We will obviously start with episode four, which is titled Heart of the TVA. In episode four, carrying on from the episode end of episode three, Miss Minutes shows Renslayer that in the past she she commanded he who remains his army, and had and he had proposed to her that they lead the TVA together. But then Miss Minutes had Miss Minutes erase her memories as well as those of the other TVA employees so that he could rule alone, which infuriated uh, Renslayer. But more on that later. Meanwhile, as the temporal temporal loom is still at, still at catastrophic failure at this point. Um, back at the TVA, Loki and Cole attempt to use Timely and Ouroboros' throughput multiplier to fix it. Uh, Renslayer and Miss Minutes return to the TVA and attempt to take over, enlisting the help of Brad Wolf, while Docs and the other loyalists instead choose against her, leading them to be crushed to death by Miss Minutes with that horrible box torture thing. Uh, Wolf kidnaps Timely, and while staging a rescue of him, Sylvie and Loki encounter his time-slipping past self, which Loki prunes. Ouroboros deactivates Miss Minutes and TVA's magic suppressing devices which enables Sylvie to enchant Wolf and uses him to then prune Renslayer. With Timely now rescued they restore access to the loom but when he approaches the throughput multiplier 
approaches it with the throughput multiplier, apologies, the increased temporal radiation spaghettifies him almost instantly. The temporal limb then explodes with the blast wave spreading toward Loki, Mobius, and everyone else watching her in horror. End of episode. Um, right. So, what did we think of episode four, straight off the bat? Mm, it kind of felt a little... Like, while stuff happened, it kind of felt like a bit of a filler. Mm. Um, mm. I felt like kind of off the back of episode three, which I, I felt kind of lost a bit of the momentum with the introduction of Victor Timely. I know we all sort of gave our opinion on that. I was kind of a, a little bit tr um, tentative about this episode mm. just because I thought, oh, God, he's going to be in a bit more. He wasn't quite <laughs> as aggravating. He, he wasn't in it so much. That, no, plus yeah. seeing, seeing him turn into spaghetti was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> I was about a shocking moment at the end when I, yeah, just, I was I like, mean, oh, wow. This, this episode certainly had some dark moments because the, yeah. the cube that was, death scene oof, was pretty intense. Yeah, like, yeah. They left it very much to like uh, make paint your own picture about how that actually ends up because that sounded pretty brutal. And it... Mm. it, it it was a lot darker in my head than what they obviously showed, but God damn, that was pretty good. That um, was really intense. Mm. Yeah. So like, there were some intense scenes and there were some good bits and pieces. Um, it just felt a little bit fluffy to get to the next mm. couple episodes. Yeah, mm. I feel like, for example, obviously at the very start, Renslayer is showing that um, flashback, I guess, from Miss Minutes, which starts to send her on this like path of revenge and vengeance. And then it's all just kind of wrapped up very quickly yeah because i think because yeah. obviously they've got episodes five and six where a lot of you know other stuff happens they wouldn't have they would have had no room for that story to really go anywhere no. so be based but then that begs upon like why bother doing it in the first place it was kind of like and uh, we're done it was yeah. literally <laughs> i was just like okay okay so she her revenge mission lasted what 10 minutes so mm. until it went tits up for her so you know yeah. i don't know uh, i just feel like what was the point and yeah there was a little bit i think like the end obviously with the spaghettifying was like i said a bit of a shock and i was like oh it didn't work because i was expecting like something i was obviously i didn't know what i was expecting but i wasn't really expecting that so that was a bit of a shock and obviously the box thing was a bit intense but yeah there were yeah. some bits i was just like there's there's at least 20 minutes in here that's just like filler and it's just like okay you're just kind of I think either wrapping stuff up or adding stuff in because you mm. need to pad it out. Whereas I think five and six does a bit less of that, but we'll get into that a bit. Ian, what were your yeah. thoughts? Well, I, I think I agree with both of you. I think I, and obviously this is probably more broadly about the, the season. So I'll hold some of my thoughts to the end of that relating to the last episode, but it just felt like a lot happened, but also nothing happened. It's like, we're still in the exact same spot that we were at the end of episode three. But we exactly what you were saying, Chris, with like Renslayer just needs to sum up her story. Yeah. I also just don't really understand a lot of the people's motivations in this. So like we see that weird miniature versions of them, which was strange because one, we've never seen that before, nor do we ever see it again. Yeah. But like there's weird miniature versions. The the bloody clock woman, I've forgotten her name. Miss, <laughs> Miss Minutes. 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 Yeah. She's just kind of there being like this super villain character of like enjoying watching people get butchered, but then it doesn't really go anywhere either. And it just felt like, yeah, it just felt like they were going like, oh, we've got all these ideas of like Renslayers in this season and Miss Minutes can be evil, but then they kind of like span their wheels is almost like it. They got mm. to this point where it's like, well, what are we actually going to do with these characters? And then it's like, well, actually the loom's more important now. We got to get back to that. 
let's sum that up. And it just, everything happened because obviously we, as we said, very intense stuff happened. We saw some more stuff. But then at the same time, nothing happened. We're at the exact same point where the loom's overloading. Victor Timely's turned into spaghetti. 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 But so he's not there and he wasn't there before they went to get him anyway. So it was yeah. overloading. So nothing's changed there either. And it just felt like, I don't know, just a total filler is a great term, Toby. And uh, and I just felt like a bit of a waste, really. Yeah. And there will be more to say with that, I guess, with the general broader themes of this show. But this this episode just felt to me like, well, OK, cool. That this was just a bit of a I don't want to say waste of time because that sounds harsh. But like, yeah, just and eh. I, I think like if you were to take it, because obviously we're, we're taking it into account now with having seen the full three episodes, yes, which is something I'm trying to hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my general. Book, but, but I mean, if, if relevant, you sort of take it? it on the face value of just the episode itself, like it, it definitely had like a compelling ending, you know, that, that yes. sort of shock value. Yeah. Like, oh, good. Like, I can't wait to see what happens next. And, you know, for, for sort of the, the nature of television, that I guess was good. It's just, I guess, I think we we all have something more to say about the show as a whole mm. and how it delivered. But I think on the basis of an episode, it kind of felt like we've all said it's, it's filler. It kind of treaded water. I think the series as a whole has to a degree mm. to echo what Ian says. I almost feel from episode two, like once yes. they kind of had a little 100%. bit of a grip on the time slipping, nothing really moved along. And I think- nope. If I do touch upon one thing, just in case I forget the thought process when we get to the end, is that <laughs> I think where this show has maybe suffered is that they're focused on the overall, which is this loom threat, mm-hmm. opposed to the characterizations, which is what the first season focused on more. Yeah, Massively I agree with you. There. I agree. I, I made that note. That. Obviously, the loom finally does explode in this one. Do something. But, <laughs> yeah. it, but it's, it's been this thing this MacGuffin that's hanged or hung over the season since the start mm. and it's, yeah they're just obviously they're waiting for that convenient moment for it to go off but it's like it, it's kind of like and it was only I'm introduced s- this season right it's like, it yeah wasn't yeah it wasn't in last but, season no but it, it doesn't it's not got any real depth to it it's just it's this catastrophic thing that you know it's a bad, MacGuffin but, really isn't but it but what but but for what what reason obviously there are revelations about it in the later episodes but if we're focusing on episode what? four on its own or even three two and one as well the loom is just this thing that we have the, to believe is bad i did have a question for both of you which i think relates or to bad this. or just necessary yeah well this is what i was going to say i didn't but, but get the, the situation with it yeah with yeah. it exploding i didn't get the impression and it might be me misunderstanding but this relates to what you're saying chris even in five and six, well, five more than six, but with them saying, oh, it's going to overload, I kind of was like under the impression if it overloads, will that just mean infinite timelines? Is that is that what would happen? And I felt like, again, this kind of relates to my, my thought process. Obviously, in six, we find out some stuff about the loom being like, you know, this fail safe thing, you know, mm-hmm. shooting head. But then that makes me think like when it overloads and we see it explode and stuff, that nothing really matters then? Why was there such a, a press to be like well, well, Yeah, you know, well, because they never say, Oh, all time will cease to exist. Well, this is what like, I assumed the loom would do if it yeah. exploded. It's like there'd be nothing, like absolutely. But, yeah, but nobody nothing. said that. So we don't know that that's yeah, the exactly. stakes, you know? Like it's like, why should we care? Yeah, so basically what it the loom does jumping ahead again is we set us back to where we were at the start of Loki season one episode one where there's one sacred timeline but obviously 
there's no alluding to what actually the loom will do. They all theorize it, but it's like I I just assumed that the, the loom exploding would mean that nothing would exist, like everyone would disappear. But which Arb, uh, what's his face? Is it uh, Arby? Is that his name? The, Arby. the, the or, or, yeah, or, 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 or Boris. He just never when he's you know I really like the actor, but the dialogue that he's given is basically like overcomplicated timey wimey stuff yeah he's the mad scientist guy who's yeah exposition dump guy none of the exposition he gives us actually makes sense slash matters so yeah you do need that sometimes but even in this episode keeping it to episode four nothing he says really gives us any indication of like why this is important or actually an explanation other than most over the top scientific jargon to make it sound like oh it's really complicated and i guess there's a joke in that but it doesn't really pay off i feel yeah. because it doesn't lead us to anything but at the end of this episode. and his job as well is to say say we have problem a and they go off to try and fix problem a when they try and fix problem a they go oh it's not work because of problem b or right, let's go to fix problem b and it's literally just mm. a conveyor belt of this is the new problem why we can't fix the loom i was like well that's yeah. very much in this episode isn't it like yeah they they get him and then there's, there's like, well, there's thing. this thing he needs to put his head yeah. into. Isn't it funny? And it's like, no, this is just annoying now. <laughs> well, he, he was kind of like the the TVA Scotty, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, no. Can, can, I'm give not more, <laughs> can, can you give it any more, Captain? Can you give it any more? i am giving her all she's got. The looms. I'm, I'm, it's a diorama. I did, I did loom, like the diorama. The loom, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I did like his little diorama because it's kind of in reference to Back to the Future with Doc when he gave the, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, schematic of the town. And he was like, it's it's not to scale and I haven't painted it. But uh, Yeah, I did like that too. There is good bits in it. It's, yeah. not, it's not that this is like of the things that we've obviously seen MCU wise in the recent months. Obviously there's been things that are way worse and there's also way worse TV shows. <laughs> this is, this is, well, if, like, if that's the, if that's the target, then damn, they nailed it. It wasn't <laughs> as bad as everything else. <laughs> they, they did it. Get them in. Um, no, it's like, it's definitely fun moments, but I yeah. just left being like, like one last four I had on four was like, it, I don't know about you two, but in terms of the filler stuff, it felt so rushed, like really rushed to get through all of this stuff to like get to that point where at the end with Victor putting his head in that thing and it's like, there's a laugh there and then he gets turned into spaghetti. And I'm like, yeah. I, I felt like it was so yeah. like, and I felt like that's because we wasted time earlier on in the season. We already yeah. talked about free being like a real like, you know, Victor, the whole running around in the fair Victor scene was a bit... Ugh. Well, that I think they could have done this episode, last episode, with yes. maybe like an extra five minutes of just introducing Victor Timely. Because uh-huh. overall, other than his spaghetti spaghettification, spaghetti spaghettification, <laughs> it's easier to say it when you do it with a spaghettification. It is, spaghetti-fication. isn't it? That's what <laughs> it is. But after that, his, 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 his input to the show... Yeah. is pointless so is. you could like there's no need for a whole episode about his backstory nope when yeah, you because where does that go where exactly that go? you could have just because it, it leads to nothing particularly as you get to episode six but you could have just done a five minute like intro to victor timely they could have just done his like stupid uh yeah. science experiment scene and then cool we've taken him to the tva we need him to do this 
bosh, we've yeah. done this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'd be mm-hmm. in the same state, and then you could have given five and six a bit more time to breathe. Yeah. 100% agree yeah. with you. Like, and 100%. I, and I, I think the the more enjoyable moments in these episodes, uh, and I think with season one as well, was the interaction between the characters, the little section Big where they're talking about the, the diorama, and they're having mm-hmm. the like it looks like yeah. you no actually i think it looks like you you know these are the fun <laughs> these are the fun moments and then but i think then the drama and all the fits like sticking his head in the machine is like this is funny right and we're like well it's not really not you really. know it's kind of like at this point we're kind of like okay well this this isn't the stuff that's good um no. but i feel like the, the quirky stuff yeah and i feel like five and six has a bit more of those kind of character interactions which are better in it yeah that make them which we'll guess we'll go into. Uh, well, this has got such minute. a great ensemble cast. Yeah, exactly. It? I mean, I think the in, the dynamic between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston is great, and it has yeah. been since season one. And I think, obviously, we'll get into episode six and episodes five and six with their dynamic. I think the relationships between the characters are what make this show great. And obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the relationship between Loki and Sylvie in season one were what made for me part of that really like. I wanted 100%. to watch that dynamic yeah. grow. Whereas in this, it's all loom and explosions and drama and problems and action. And it's like, I can't trying... give it anymore. I can't. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> we get it. Loom's going to explode. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> just stop, stop going on about the loom. jargon at me. I, I do have... agree with you 100%. And obviously, I don't. we're going to go into some of the better stuff, I guess. But. It is one of the things that's made. If there is any, we'll get to if it. If there is any, but it, who knows? Well, the, the, well let's find the sofa. With all of it. <laughs> the, the season one, I really love it more than just like it being deconstructionist, but that it it has so much like focus on the characters and yeah. the people, which I think is something that some MCU slash superhero films aren't as involved in. I think one of my favorite ones and one of, I hope you you two as well. You might be like, no, I fucking hate that film. But I think The Winter Soldier is like one of the best. Oh, ones. I fucking hate that movie. Oh. <laughs> we talk about it. It's, it's arguably the it's the it's arguably the best one of the because of the whole it's lot. Yeah. so character focused. Yeah, yeah. it's so. like the relationship between Cap and Bucky, and and that the tensions within the state as well. It's really good. And that's what I felt the first season of Loki had as well, deconstructing the genre, very character-focused. Every episode that we've currently talked about is just not like that. And it's like little sprinklings of it that make it good. I don't know whether they thought the things we liked from season one was the quirkiness, which isn't what we only liked about season one. We liked the character stuff. But I do have an interesting question, which will hold to the to our actual full season review okay. to kind of get your hy- an interesting hy- question hypothesis in it so if i forget to ask it please remind me um but um <laughs> we get right to the end but like, I, oh, I, 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 yeah i think oh wait hold on another thing um no but, um i think because mcu did that for many years um very well was get us invested in iron man captain america you yeah know, get us to like yeah. those characters um so um, but I'll I'll save extra thoughts on that till my interesting question at the end. Um, interesting, no. te- interesting, not confirmed. Could be I'd love it. It's like the dullest question. What a letdown! Do you think they should have spelled Loki with two E's instead of an I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously that was our thoughts in episode four. We'll I think now move into episode five, which is called Science Slash Fiction. 
after the explosion of the loom, finally, at the end of episode <laughs> four, Loki has seemingly survived, but everyone else has vanished, and the TV headquarters itself is now spaghetti fine. Loki escapes this as he begins time slipping again, taking him to the branch timelines where his friends, Mobius, Hunter, B-15, Casey, and Orboris have all been reset to their original lives. Wanting to time slip to before the explosion, Loki seeks out the help of Doug, the original timeline version of Ouroboros. With Loki unable to control his time slipping, Doug proposes that Loki gather everyone who was present at the explosion back together again so that their collective aura can send them back to the right time and place. Doug then builds, manages to build a tempad from a TVA handbook that Loki handily has on him. Loki succeeds in finally gathering everyone to the workshop except Sylvie, who has somehow retained her memories. I don't understand how that worked, but maybe you guys can fill me in. Refusing to help, Sylvie gets Loki to admit that his true motivation for this is he fears being alone. However, when Sylvie's timeline begins to spaghettify, she goes to help Loki, but Doug's workshop also begins to spaghettify, as do the others, including Sylvie. However, Loki does finally manage to control his time slipping by focusing on a person, declaring that he can now rewrite the story and finally manage to time slip to before the explosion. Thoughts on episode five? Um, how did Sylvie retain her memories? Maybe I missed something. I'm not entirely I, sure. I, I, I thought it was because they were they were gods. Because they're gods. Uh, <laughs> that's what I thought. I uh, thought because Loki yeah. and her are gods. Fair. But... I mean, and I, I think the other thing <laughs> it is sounds they... like a get out, but I'm going to take. I don't know. It is. <laughs> the other thing is that the rest of the TVA members were they had their memories deliberately wiped by He Who Remains. Mm whilst Loki and Sylvie weren't part of that. So any trace of them sort of having their minds reset to the times before, maybe that wasn't oh, yeah, a part that of it. actually could make sense as well. I mean, the show doesn't say this, so we're trying to make it make sense. Yeah. Which, Toby, that actually is a really good idea because they... Plus their magic. Yeah, yeah. but... A wizard know, did it. A wizard did it, Chris, all right? Shut that's, up. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm just checking. I... Yeah felt this episode i don't know it's frustrating these the last two are the most frustrating to me in the sense that there's quality there yeah. but because of what we just said about four three two that they rushed Thunder a lot of stuff yeah. <laughs> I had five <laughs> um, <laughs> so because you know they they had four as toby rightly said they could have done a lot of stuff in four that they 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 could have put that in three and then we could have had five and six almost three episodes worth of stuff to give a bit more breath and breathing room and character development maybe some foreshadowing you know things that are relevant to the end of the story because it just felt like there was good interesting stuff here but it was again very rushed because they did all the crap with Victor Timely, the World Fair, the the mm. stupid Loom stuff. They did all of this stuff in the first, you know, four episodes of this. And we, me and Sim kept saying to each other, every time we an episode ended, particularly five, we were like, is there another two episodes or something coming? And we we're like, nope, there's just one more. There is literally just one more episode. And we were like, I don't really get how they're going to really get to a point which feels satisfying they might get yeah. to an end but maybe not a satisfying end and mm. that's how this have felt for me what about you guys sorry i mean i i it's hard because i kind of would echo the same i felt 
this episode kind of meandered even a little bit more than the one before because it, it felt like a whole episode trying to get us back to where we were at the beginning of the last episode which i was already thinking has kind of overstayed its welcome mm-hmm. and to echo what you said there were some fun scenes there were some great characterizations like the scene between loki and sylvie was really good mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that character development where he's just like i just want to get back to my friends yeah and i just don't want to be alone that was great i really enjoyed that that's not something that the loki of old would have admitted to yeah but you again know, he, you're looking at the highlights of this series are the character moments and that's yeah. a particular example of that and and that's the sad thing is that there wasn't enough of this yeah. in this series opposed to season one where whilst there was a greater story at play the characters that got us through that story were the most important part of season one and that was like the outcome or the threat as we've all echoed several times now was the central focus of this season um and I just felt like a lot of characters like Sylvie, she had, she's probably been the most criminally underutilized yeah. character this season. Mm. So, being so important 100%. in the one before. And she, she had like a couple of good episodes, like a couple of good moments in this and the next episode. But yeah, I just, I just felt a bit too shallow for what mm. they were trying to get in this episode. I felt. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think this, episode tries to create character moments and some of them work and some of them don't i think the interactions between owen wilson and tom hiddleston when he's obviously in his original timeline they're trying to speak to the fact that those their characters are who they are regardless of what timeline they're in what reality they're in who they think they are they are the same people but it's all very like surface level and it's spending and it's again weighed down too much by the overarching theme of this threat this thing that they need to fix yeah and because we spent time in episode three at the world fair of all the shenanigans that's going on there and you know all the other stuff we don't if they'd given an episode where they could have those character um moments giving them a bit more depth it probably would have paid off a lot in the end i think some of them do set up well for episode six especially for tom hiddleston and some yeah. of the characters but I think, and I think we'll get into episode six, but I think episode six manages to pull back a lot in terms of quality. But yes. um, I I think that five really, for the penultimate episode of the series, really needed to punch a bit harder and be a bit mm. more like, right, we are going into the last episode. I bet you can't wait to watch this. Whereas I was just kind of like, well, it'll be out next week. You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. So it's not like, yeah. I'm like oh my god, give it to me now. <laughs> I feel that's a symptom of this that everything, like trying to not talk too much about episode six yet, but I feel like that is a symptom of this entire season. Mm. Like it's never made me feel like, oh man, like the next episode's coming. I really am like, I want to watch that. I'm waiting for it. And I think that is because of how messy it's been with like its character development and its foreshadowing, its its story, what's important, that overarching thing. We've we've mentioned it quite a lot, obviously, with the loom, but you know, the it's just never felt like it's had a what's the word I'm looking for? So like you 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 guys might put, find a better way of phrasing it, but like in season one, the overarching plot 
was Sylvie getting revenge. Mm. And we we were there to figure out why, you know, there's this mystery element of it in the first two episodes, like, who is this, what they're doing. In this season, I have really no idea what the overarching plot is meant to be. Mm. You know, there's this, still this, oh, it's the loom, it's the loom. And even in this episode, because it's now exploded... I'm like, well, what is the plot now? What are we pushing towards? What's the the end goal of this show? And I always thought, obviously, maybe it's with expectation or how the trailers have been for it. I yeah. felt like it was meant to be, here's Kang, baby. Here's the timelines. Here's who he remains. You know, this is... But it obviously wasn't that. It's very different. Maybe that's expectation. But even being in the midst of the show away from expectation i really didn't know what what the theme or what the story was meant to be you know mm. I, I don't know about you guys maybe there's a better way of phrasing that but i just yeah. I didn't know what the point was <laughs> I, I get what you mean it's like okay is your point to you know set up the 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 variants and kang exactly is that the overarching goal here is the goal um you know an end story for loki is the goal you know something else that kind of seems to change its mind as to what they're driving towards episode by episode um and i think by the end of episode six it's touched on a number of them but we're still not any clearer as to go okay so what have we just spent six hours watching for what is what is where are we at at the end of all this you know we have Mm. some ideas but and you know obviously it'll i hope get answered at some point but we should at least maybe not maybe actually. not who knows what's going on anymore with, with <laughs> marvel <laughs> news recently it might yeah, not actually get know, answered it's gonna be years i i kind of feel like this this series was kind of a metaphor for or not the metaphor but the the usage of the the improv yes and like i feel like they mm. had the mm. first season so mapped out and then i felt like they had the ending they wanted to map out you know, so I felt like they had the first season set up. They had the 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 latter half of season uh, episode six of season two, like put together. I felt like that was almost one complete unit, and then they they had to get us there from the end of season one. And it was like, well, yes, and yeah, no, this like, happened. Any yeah. I- any idea and, is a good idea. Yeah. Let's and just then, write it down. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I I actually because. Owen Wilson sells jet skis. Great, let's do it. Yes, and (laughs) and the other person's a doctor. And yes, and this as well. You know, it just felt like you know kitchen sink. Everything true. (laughs) It's so true. I can see them being like Victor Timely. He's an inventor, and he's not a good inventor. It's basically it's basically whose line is anyway, and he just gets. We'll do a movie premiere, and one of the cat, one of the TVA members, will have previously been a TV uh, movie star, and we'll do the premiere. And Exactly, and Loki <laughs> will chase him. Yeah. And that's 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 kind of how I feel with this 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 season as a whole. That's so true. I, I mean, I would disagree to a point where I felt like the first two episodes did keep me engaged, and I yep. was excited yep. at the end of those. Yeah, yeah. But episode three really is the one that yeah. derailed it. For yeah, me. I'd agree. Yeah, that I agree. really just took the wind out of, it. and I was like, yeah. oh man, the motivation, the drive is gone. The- I'm not as keen on the character. And, and three the- is the world fair, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I totally agree with you with three. It really derails everything. I think. I think as well. Four and five might not. We might have had the same opinions of them if three hadn't 
been a thing because it kind of puts yeah. us, it put us on the back foot quite a bit. We mentioned that in the last episode we talked about that three, one and two we were like, okay, we're in. Let's see where this goes. And then three, it was like, what? And then it kind of just mm. like again, like I say, put us on the back foot. And then we're like, okay, well, you've only got three episodes left, so they end up having to do all this stuff in three episodes, and you know, kind of not doing a lot of it as well as they could have done because they yeah. spent so much. They mm-hmm. spent an hour in 1863 at the world fair which at the end didn't really matter no not at all not really they could have literally as you 100 percent right toby they could have just been like hey you victor timely get over here literally get over here like they there's nothing in that episode. get over here (laughs) get in here there's nothing in that episode even the whole miss minutes relationship with he who remains being like why didn't you give me a body as we said it in the worst episode, part of the show, worst part of the show, yeah. it paid off in no way. It's so overplayed and it had no relevance for the rest of the show at all. Like none whatsoever. We were done with Miss Minutes and Renslayer by what midpoint of the last episode. So why did we do any of that? And episode three really, I think, messes up a lot of what I feel for the for the final episode as well. I have a lot of thoughts for the final episode, so like I won't say too much, but I do feel like I 100% agree with you, Toby, that that episode derailed, I think, most of the rest of the show. Yeah. Good times. So we, we loved it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> we loved this episode. It was the best we one. Are positive. It, it, de- <laughs> it definitely, like I say, shook up things to the point where like... Oh, oh, what what's going on and then we yeah. kind of lost our lost its groove a little bit it was it was on a steady footing until that point and then it kind of got a bit shaky um mm-hmm. so well we can go into episode six now um which was called glorious purpose very apropos considering what i guess what happens so yeah loki manages to finally time slip to the moment before the temporal looms explosion Despite his numerous varied attempts, the loom somehow always fails to accommodate the infinite branches no matter how many times he goes back. Loki finally chooses to slip to the moment before Sylvie kills He Who Remains, who tells Loki that the loom is in fact a failsafe. Overloading it, in fact, protects the sacred timeline by deleting all the branches along the all the other branches along with the TVA and was always its purpose. He Who Remains suggests that Loki should kill Sylvie in order to save the loom, which Loki rejects. After consulting Mobius and Sylvie at different moments in time, Loki replaces Timely in approaching the loom. Loki destroys the loom, magically rejuvenates the dying timelines, and rearranges them into a tree-like structure, committing himself as the one to oversee the branches alone at the end of time, becoming the god of stories. In the closing act, the TVA now tracks He Who Remains variants across the growing branches, with Mobius even reporting one variant being stopped at Earth 616, which is the Earth we know from the MCU generally, or the reality. Um, B-15 becomes one of the leaders, Ouroboros reactivates a now friendly Miss Minutes, and rewrites a new TVA handbook with Timely as the co-author. Timely did not it turns out now received the TV handbook in 1863, making episode three completely moot and pointless. Renslayer <laughs> awakens in the void and encounters Alioth, so her fate is unknown, but arguably could return. Mobius himself retires on TV and shares a nice moment with Sylvie at the end, observing his original life as dawn on the timeline. And we are left with the image of Loki as at the center of the tree of stories. And that is the end of season two. Episode six. Yeah. <laughs> thoughts. I have I have so many thoughts. <laughs> um, 
So I haven't read a mainstream like Marvel comic in a in a while. It has been quite some time. So I had no idea what the god of stories was. I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. Do you know now? I do know now, but I had to look it up. I had no point of reference of what the hell was going on in this episode because there was no foreshadowing of this to take place until this episode. So when he goes back to Morbius, they, which is again... Mor- Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Jared Leto just came into the, to, into the <laughs> yeah, show. Sorry, oh my Morbius. God, it's Morbin time. I'm Morbin all over the place. <laughs> Can you imagine if he if that'd been a post credits like it's more of a time? <laughs> no, no, Mobius. Sorry, he goes back to Mobius, and they have that. I think again, probably one of the best scenes. In I love this that scene. I think whole it's a great scene. season. It's so emotional, and him talking about his like what to do, and he's talking about glorious purpose. You know, the chair. I'm. It, it's so great. Because then it does pay off him, you know, becoming the god of stories. But at no point, at any point of the five other episodes we had, was there anything about this at all? Like, and even I was thinking about it. If you had the time, so if you got rid of episode three, or if you had them going to the the world fair, you combine three and four into one. You have them at the world fair. They see the Asgardian tavern. Wouldn't it have been better if it was like, oh, there's Odin. There's four. Oh, what's this version of Loki? I've never fucking seen this before. And it's like an allude to a god of stories. And then when he time slips, so we've got rid of one episode, we make another episode where he initially time slips because everybody ends up back on their original timelines where they come from, apart from Sylvie and him for some reason. Why doesn't he slip back to Asgard? And he's with his mum and they're talking about like, you know, a Asgardian myth of the god of stories, who's the actual god of mm. Asgardians. If they're gods to us, who's their god? And maybe yeah. their god is the god yeah. of stories. Mm-hmm. And that then would have paid off for this. So yeah, it's a good episode. I like where it ends, but it just made me really annoyed because I was like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? I have to yeah. look up on bloody MCU Explained on fucking youtube with some dude being like well idiot actually, guide like, to marvel yeah yeah i'm the idiot now i used to be in on this shit now i'm the <laughs> idiot <laughs> you just sound like you're an old man just trying to keep up with the kids you curmudgeon don't you know your norse mythology in god get with the time Boo. well on on that note and you talk- kids wearing like sunglasses skateboards and there's me being like i don't understand any of this <laughs> My hips hurt, but I'm great with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Toby, correct me if I'm wrong, but have you played God of War? I have. So I, have. I know. Phenomenal. I know Idrisil as the the tree yeah. of life from that Indeed. as North Norse mythology, which yeah. obviously it comes from. So as soon as I saw the tree, I was like, "Oh, right." And well, then, but, okay, things, what's interesting is that is they already established the the world tree Yggdrasil in in Thor one. Oh yeah. They yeah. did. I His, forgot about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> he he highlights to Natalie Portman that Jane that the, it, it, the nine realms are held together by the world tree. Yeah. And 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 they're what sort of keep the current realms in check. And yeah. It, so it it kind of feels like he's built a a new one for timelines, which makes sense because 
the fucking timelines and multiverses and things like that are so mixed up. It kind of makes sense to have all these roots and inter intertwining roots and branches and things because then they can just be like, well, it's a tree, so it makes mess. It's messy. It, it, it's easier to deal with that way. But mm. but to be fair, that was a passing comment 12 years ago that you know we haven't really ex- <laughs> hey this is a shared universe it's not it's me sh- to have to keep their history they should be doing it they're paid I... the big bucks to do it <laughs> yeah you I... consult your notebook yeah, yeah. god damn old man <laughs> who's shaking my younger than both chris and i <laughs> i'm shaking my fist at a cloud no the I, I, obviously i won't go on too much because obviously you guys you guys have thoughts too but i i just like there's nothing that's cool i'm glad you've both played god of war i'm sure at some point i will and i'm sure i'll like it but without Boy, previ- you really well <laughs> without previous knowledge of asgardian slash norse mythology i had no fucking clue what was going on <laughs> i was like what the fuck is going on and i i i mean that to totally back you up i was like unless you like it's like what there's a tree what is going on you know it's kind of like but what? isn't that kind of the thing about Marvel? Like some of the thing, like old Marvel always is about like reaching back into the the depths of like comics, like what that could allude to, and oh, who's the purple dude at the end of Avengers? Like, because no one really knew who the fuck Thanos was back then. Now he's I a household did. name. I remember. I, I know. Me too. But I'm talking about the general populace. Like, <laughs> yeah, but now I, I'm one of us losers. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're just catching up. Although I I knew who the God of Stories was because I read the story. You know, I've got something yeah, to say about that. Yeah, but, I haven't read Marvel comics in so long. I have just because I, I I love it. But um, I'm going to jump in with my thought because I've got a slight yeah, counter. Yeah. Like because maybe you and I could be t- two different sides, and Chris can be the deciding vote. But <laughs> this has become a versus all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still in debate mode. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I because I did a little bit of research, and I think where where my disappointment where my disappointments lie, well yeah, <laughs> where my disappointments lie are in slightly different because I feel like the smart stuff that they did at the very end here, and certain characters and certain introductions and certain things like that, it was wasted at the beginning and it paid off here to a degree. But I'm more frustrated what what came before we got to this point because. Ouroboros, I found out that Ouroboros is all about loops. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's the... Sneaking, Norse... sneaking its own tail. Exactly, and it's about infinity and about loops. And the big thing about season one, which was then fully emphasized and realized at the end of this season, was breaking uh, Loki breaking his own loop. Yeah. You know, the whole thing about He Who Remains, the reason he picked Loki in this sacred timeline was because he assumed he knew who Loki was. He was someone completely doomed to repeat his same mistakes. They emphasized it in the very first episode. This episode and the first episode are both called Glorious Purpose. Mm -hmm. It's a loop. We're following the same trend. Mm -hmm. Loki, this whole progression is to get him to, well, was he who remains planned to get him to just repeat the cycle, get him back, I'll be back, you know, hasta la vista, baby. Hmm. All this stuff. But Loki pushed past that. Loki broke it from the relationships he formed through this show. Yeah. And that, that again, emphasizes why the relationships hmm. were such a pivotal part of season one and just was kind of squandered on this loom shit at the beginning of the first uh, of this season. 
and getting us to this point is like, oh man, like he's he's finally broken free. He's created. I, I don't necessarily know if he is the god of stories. I don't know if that's the official moniker they've given him. Because I, I think they have clarified it. They, they have clarified. Yeah, they've they had have. to clarify because people just, like me are like, what are they? <laughs> well, the thing is, the god of stories in the comics, he can. His power is whatever he writes then comes into play. Yeah, because this it feels more like he's just stewarding the timelines. Like he's the anchor point. Is in the comic, but that the younger version of Loki becomes god of stories, and therefore there's another version of Loki that then can't the, the it's kind of like you know in the flash when the flash has you know the flash in the future is always I'm anticipating talking about that film again. <laughs> but like oh, I'm the, triggered. The, the the there's a version of Loki that can that can always predict what's going to happen so the Loki well, the main central yeah. Loki has to try and outsmart him by becoming the god of stories himself and it's all kind kind very... of so you get you get an older Loki go he he decides that he wants to fresh start and he puts his spirit in the the body of his young self mm. so it's still the sort of the nasty evil loki he's decided to take a change of heart he wants to be a good guy he wants to i think it's after siege after he dies and gives himself like he he sacrifices himself initially for thor and asgard um after the century and the secret um secret invasion storyline and this is like he's i think it's sort of coincides with his popularity in the mcu where it's like well we want this character's popular let's make him a good guy Mm. so he puts his spirit into a younger self but there is still canonically in the timeline an evil version of himself Mm. so they're fighting and the the evil loki's trying to corrupt himself to stop following through with this this plan of benevolence and at the end of it i can't remember the full ins and outs of it but he he completely follows through becomes a unified loki and then he becomes the god of stories where he can write stories and become this omnipresent character. Mm. And it, it, it gets very complicated. And I, I feel like this one, whilst it's a cool name, I don't really feel like what they insinuated at the, the end of this episode was that he could write the stories. It's more that he's just shepherding the timelines. Well, yeah, it, I agree with that. I felt that that was the case. I feel like, so... To jump back to one of Ian's earlier points, because I was thinking, obviously, this is the end of Loki season two. What does that mean for Loki as a character? You know, and I think while I'm fine with the God of Stories, the tree, the the, the I guess the the visuals and what we get at the end and Loki's ultimate, you know, ending, a, a deeper connection to Asgard and his family would have been a much more appropriate way of setting that all up. I'm not saying bring back Chris Hemsworth or anything like that, but, you know, have something where he, where his mum, because his mum was the one that's always driven him. You know, I know he's obviously had his rivalries with Thor, but his mum, he loved his mum, regardless of everything else that was going on with his brother and dad, et cetera. So to have that and to, for him to, because he comes, obviously comes to the realization that he is the one that needs to make this sacrifice in order for everything to be okay. His mum should have been the one to tell him that you're like, i'm not writing the script but like your glorious purpose is this and for him to kind of come to terms with because i've always thought that since obviously episode one of season one and it's it was hinted after that loki was in a timeline he shouldn't have been in because of what happens in um in uh, in game you know he gets the tesseract he transports so there's always been an argument that loki isn't in the place he should be 
Whereas I think at the end of this, we find out that actually Loki might have been exactly where he should have been. And this is the moment he should have been arriving to. And this is this has been his glorious purpose all along is to get to this point, which I think is a really nice ending. But Well, he was I- always supposed to be part of this timeline because he who remains wrote it that way. You know, it was all supposed to get to the point where he came into this. That's how he beca- That's how he got incorporated into the TVA. And I feel like that all does come around, but I think it could have been done. And I, I really like, again, what Ian suggested was if there was a deeper connection, especially if, and it could potentially be Tom Hiddleston's last maybe outing as Loki. Nah, at least for a not while. That, not that sort of but setup, for a, no. But for a while, but Loki's had such... Loki's been there since pretty much the beginning, you know? Yeah. Of the... It, outside of the original six avengers loki is the longest serving character in the mcu you know well biggest at least so i feel like we've gone so far with him they could have gone a bit deeper into his like because we all know who loki is and what his deal is so we they could have really pushed the boat out and really sold that story and a lot of it comes back to again what they've done in the previous five episodes and all the stuff, they could have taken much more time to have that ending be so satisfying. Because I actually really liked this episode. I'm not me too. I really, I did actually think it was one of the strongest of the season two, and not just from an emotional perspective, but I think the way they did it was really good. But I think they really could have really gone for it and really made it a smash hit and made it possibly the best episode of the series. If yeah, and I- a bit more. I want to just say, obviously, when I was saying what the fuck is going on, I I do really I do like this episode a lot. I do. Mm-hmm. I think it it has the best character interactions with mm-hmm. that we were talking about Morbius and um, <laughs> um, Loki and him and Sylvie, which again too brief. It should have been mm-hmm. more. Um, she was very thrown away. But so I do really like this episode, and perhaps actually, Toby, we we're not at odds. I think. I am more just frustrated that everything before this did not help to pay this off. You've made like a really good sales pitch for, you know, the deeper understanding of this season and the deeper understanding of the two seasons together with that sort of like, you know, uh, loop and it's meant to be because he who remains did it. Um, I'm glad you've said that because I didn't get that from this season. That's the problem. Like I didn't get because of all the crap in the fair, because of all the crap with Victor Timely, because they rushed a lot of stuff, and we got to that great stuff in this episode. I just felt it was it didn't pay off as well as it could have if they just just rewrote it a bit. I don't think it's a. That's not to say that this season is shit. Like not at all. Like it's it's. It's definitely enjoyable. It's better than some of the... As we said, they've hit that mark. It's better than the stuff <laughs> that we've had. Um, but could it have been as good as season one? Because is it as good as season one? No. I feel, and, I feel it was more unfocused. It was too unfocused in points. And, yeah. So season I think I'm probably in the same place as you guys. Yeah. Sorry? Season two would have been better as a movie. 100%. 110 like, percent season pave the way get the the space to expand what the tva are and things like that but then season two or just the movie loki the movie summarize it all get to the end game of this season's arc and just cut just trim the fat because it's, it's six hours it's basically six hours i know it's like 40 minutes mm-hmm. but it's like it's it's a long time yeah. for stuff that was irrelevant but, but when you think about plot it's one two 
five six. Yeah. If if yeah. that. If, if that. that. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're hundred percent right. But yeah. if they so where we were at the end of season one, when obviously he comes back from the end of time and he who remains is the threat, that's not where we're at at the end of season two. That's like it's not the it's not the thing. Obviously we know Kang from um Ant Man, you know, and we've had a bit more exploration in that. But that kind of I guess scenario that was put forward at the end of season one really is it's not about that it's about the sacred timeline and it's about all these people that have been you know pruned or are being pruned and then actually at the end oh no actually it's all about loki coming full circle and it's like what did that i just think it was unfocused from start to finish i think it ends really strongly but we are at no point it's a very shaky ride to get to episode six. Yeah, I think, I'd which agree. Is the problem. Yeah, I'd agree. I yeah. like where we ended, mm-hmm. but it it was a very difficult ride to get there. Like, yeah. But I like I like where we ended. I do like the concepts of it all, and and you are right, actually, Toby. That is a good point in in rebuttal to my what the fuck is going on. There is a bit of the whole MCU where you go and look and research, and you want to be like, oh, what's what's this mean and stuff. I just. I guess I don't mean what the fuck is going on in him being literally the god of stories, which I did feel a little bit. I was like, why, why am I don't understand this anymore? Um, but more like what the fucking is going on in terms of this actual season? This wasn't where we where the payoff felt it was going to get to. Was I happy we got there? Yes, but yeah. it's not. At, or you are one hundred percent right. You could have just gutted this into a film. You really could have got this into a very good film, mm. you know. Get rid yeah. of those three episodes in the middle. Just get rid I, of them. And one other thing I'd say as well is that I was it was pleasant. I was pleasantly surprised to see Jonathan Majors back again as He Who Remains, and still nailed it. <laughs> Instead he was, of he was yeah, still good. I, I, I did think Victor that was a good was one that should go away. And God, why, who said? Who on the set? Yes, and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll give him a stutter. Yes. And, well, and we'll we... give him a fucking crazy Einstein haircut. Yes. And. <laughs> just, I guess. I guess um, there just... are no wrong answers. We're <laughs> all wrong answers. <laughs> Somebody at whose line is it anyway should have rang that bell. Move on. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I guess, in the broader consequences of the MCU, like this might be like last performances for a few people. I know you said no, it won't be for Loki. Possibly, may, may or not be. I don't think it will be. Well, I've but, got another thing for that one, so I'll, I'll let you say your piece. Okay. But I was going to say, rumors have it that we're just not doing Kang anymore. There's going to be Makes a year 100%, delay. Hundred percent sense. <laughs> it's going to be a year delay. Between the next, I guess, mainstream, mainstream, mainline, main, well, main yeah. timeline, I guess, of the MCU, we're only going to get Deadpool from what's being reported for next year. Um, Which I have a note like, about as well, so we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a hard direction course change, is what we're hearing, and it's mm. going to be Doctor Doom instead. Um, yeah. What do we? What do you guys think about that? Played I mean, it does Jonathan link Majors. To this a bit. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Jonathan, they this, haven't learned. This sh- <laughs> well, this show does neatly tie off that thread. You know, he's defeated He Who Remains, which could have been alluded to being the big Kang antagonist, because he didn't seem quite as sort of tired of being villainous as he was at the end of season one. But 
they kind of have a because like the TVA kind of just effectively takes on the moniker of being the Kang police, you know, because mm-hmm. like the the little scene between um, oh I can't remember her name and Morbius where it's like they just summarize how inconsequential Kang is in Quantum Mania, you know, mm. oh there was a six one six tertiary yeah. yeah zone yeah yeah exactly he kind of handled himself it kind of feels like now okay cool we're gonna just acknowledge the kangs in the tva we'll just stop the whole purpose was for us to help him now our new goal is to help the tree and let us grow together and the way to do that is to prune him and just keep him out of the equation that seems like that's the perfect opportunity to just say okay cool well the tva have got kang handled now marvel thanks to loki marvel have a massive out here to just go right let it go and we'll yeah. do something else this is but they have done a good job there actually that's a very good point yeah. they can just be like done it's yeah. done yeah. but the <laughs> overall threat of the multiverse still being present doesn't go away you know that's still mm. the the be all and end all of what they want to do in this this next phase or next phases and yeah doom could be the one there can be because the incursions can then take center stage as being the the big thing because that's what they were sort of alluding to in um multiverse of madness Mm -hmm. like the incursions Mm -hmm. these timelines colliding together much like branches would do that's the potential problem but you should get a job at marvel this is fucking (laughs) great this is actually really good i'm into this i'm like that that can then be the main problem and in in that time in that series of comic books when that's happening that's when dr doom goes to the beyonders with dr strange with black panther and he becomes god doom and then it opens up secret wars boom that's secret wars that's the storyline done and whilst loki isn't pivotal in that storyline there is another storyline where there's what's called avengers prime and in avengers prime he kind of takes the the role of the watcher in um what if and mm-hmm. creates the multiverse Avengers, mm-hmm. where so Loki he can play into that. <gasps> yeah, and this Avengers Prime turns out to be Loki. He's oh, I fucking love this. He's the last Loki. He's taken on like he's done everything he can do. He's the best of the Lokis, and he's got nothing else to do. So he assembles a team of multiversal Avengers to take on the ultimate threat. I can't remember what that this. plot line is, but that could then be Doom. It could be Doom. It could you be bring Doom. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston becomes the anchor point for the series, and we've all just discussed about how burden with glorious one of, purpose. Exactly, bring and he's one of the last like key players within the MCU at the moment from the very early days. People love Tom this Hiddleston. Is- just send this to fucking Marvel. Marvel, Kevin Feige. I know you're listening. Obviously, um, Toby's fee is modest but substantial. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'd do it for free for it just to get made. Yeah, I yeah. This sounds so good because I, again, I was on the phone with um one of Simone's family members who is a. Big I thought you were about to say I was on the phone with Kevin Feige. Yeah. Like, you know, just in my casual Sunday conversations with Mister Feige. And another uh, thing, Kevin. And the, <laughs> yeah. Another thing. And, Come on, Kev. And... Have you seen Invincible? It's great. <laughs> I feel they they were like oh you know dr doom not really that interested kang's fucking amazing as a villain it was like actually i think doom's i've always preferred doom to be honest i think he's a really doom is badass he's mm-hmm. so badass and i i actually thought doom would have been initially a better direction to go in than kang because i actually think kang 
because he is this like multiple multiple versions of a kang this snake kang and there's always different kangs that are <laughs> literally snakes gang um i always felt doom was a better jump off point than from thanos um you know because i felt like doom was more grounded as a human villain yeah uh, on earth who then becomes this big ultimate villain rather than a villain from the stars coming to attack people again i know kang is still of human origin because of timelines but it still felt like beyond our world i would have i preferred a doom who was like our on our earth who becomes a huge villain through timelines which is something they could do i love the idea that you've put forward there toby that sounds great and i actually think that makes loki this season then pay off in a bigger way it it gives it more of a payoff do that do that (laughs) well i don't what was your question chris by the way well before i I get into a question because it's my question is about season two as a whole so we'll get into that but have you seen the the leak about what deadpool 3's plot is about i know the tvas in it aren't they so the deadpool is about the tva picking up the prime versions of each hero from multi multiple universes to fight an army of kangs so, oh. so that's so why Deadpool brings back. back. <laughs> with the yeah. Lost me with the army of Kang. So that's there. why, oh. obviously, Hugh Jackman has come back as Wolverine because he is the prime version of Wolverine. So, arguably, yeah. arguably, that means Toby Maguire should come back. Sorry, Tom Holland. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, no, totally agree. Yeah, Sorry, you, Tom Holland. You know, um, Don't you mean Andrew Garf? No, no, that's not. <laughs> Who? Sorry, <Aww>. what? Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm joking. Look, Andrew Garfield. He's, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I mean, frankly, the prime Marvel. Uh, um, Spider-Man at the moment should be Miles Morales. Right? Well, true, yeah. yeah. Oh, if they did a cartoon, oh, that, that would be back. amazing. Yes. Yeah. So that would be amazing, like a cartoon with that live action. Dope. I was, that would be I was thinking, sick. like, who are the other versions you're going to bring back? I mean, we've had one Iron I was Man, just thinking <laughs> one Captain America, one Iron Man so far. So the Captain America is the 1990s film that came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one. We get Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. That would be great. I'd love that. Go, go cross universe. Bring now? back, bring Batman in. You know, all those yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, just or, go, go off or, script. Obviously, Keaton. You know, they could do uh, the amalgam <laughs> and they get Dark Claw, who's the Wolverine. And uh, yeah, oh, does this Claw. mean Howard? Does this mean Howard the Duck's coming back? Is well? Howard yeah. the Duck? <laughs> yes. Yes. Howard the Duck and Wolverine fighting Kang. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. I'm, I'm if so, it was, I'm if suddenly I'm, on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm having a prime Batman, it's definitely Adam West, but unfortunately oh, well, he's no longer yeah, with us. Oh, well, yeah. oh, that would have been amazing. Have, you wouldn't have Christian Bell, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a Adam West. Swear to me. <laughs> Swear to me. Um, um, but that is the supposed <laughs> plot to Deadpool 3, which explains why Hugh Jackman has come back. However, the Given the Marvel changes of Deadpool, I believe has been pulled forward while everything else has been pushed back. So probably because they want to wrap up Kang. Yeah, let's just get over with. Which yeah, you know. they want to wrap up Kang. But is Jonathan Majors going to be in it then? Well, well, if it's an army of him, well, the, the beauty of the beauty of having various <laughs> of Kangs they... is you don't need to cast the same guy. It doesn't have to be the same guy. You have other oh, people play. Well, Kang. he didn't always look the same in the comics either. But the, the what would it be? Uh, artist to artist. The artist, the artist. 
<laughs> what would have been great is you know just maybe the army of kangs is a brief bit at the beginning and the actual story is something completely different but yeah it's like that scene from two where the x-force come in but they all immediately get yeah <laughs> but it... let wolverine loose on all of them yeah yeah it's the bit at the end oh, of quantumania with the weird council of kangs beating their chests and they just kill all of them immediately just like oh that, that was weird wasn't it what that lit weird snake yeah, one deadpool just bombs the whole room yeah, yeah. and then the yeah. rest is just a buddy cop dr- comedy between yeah, yeah. <laughs> fight crime yeah. yeah do you see that weird snake version of him thank yeah. god he's dead I know. Anyway. <laughs> two seconds that took Deadpool is the prime example to do this. The prime opportunity just to be totally meta, fourth wall breaking about it. All they really should yeah. Be. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it's over yeah. now. <laughs> I guess he, he did get the time machine, didn't he? From uh, the second one, didn't he? Oh yeah, he, he did. Went back yeah, and yeah. shot he went himself back. as Green Lantern and yeah. Yeah, yeah, strangled baby Hitler. <laughs> I do like Deadpool. Very fun films. Yeah, they're great fun. movies. Yeah, they're good films. Um. But we'll see what happens, I guess, with Kang going forward and all those various. Hopefully, not a lot. Hopefully, it's wrapped up fairly quickly. But back to, I guess, our thoughts of season two as a whole. I think we all already have said that it's not as good as season one, you know, obviously. But I feel like it ends stronger than I was kind of expecting it to after three and four and five. Um, Do you guys think that? Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Totally agreed. Yeah, yeah. And do we think, uh, Toby? I think you've already stated your. Claim. I was going to say, is that your question? <laughs> no, no, no. So, to, 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 so much pressure on this question. <laughs> you built it up, man. Well, you I, did. First you of all, did. I was going to say I want to give a special mention for Tom Hiddleston, who has yeah. been an OG MCU member since Thor, yeah. and mm-hmm. like I say, outside of the original six, he's the longest. But the biggest, longest serving member of the MCU, 14 years he's been playing this role. I mean, and he's like 14 foot tall. He's yeah. The he's the biggest, longest man, and, too. And his arc from where he was in Thor to where he is now is incredible. You know, yeah. his moments. Yeah, in, he's been great. His moment in Endgame, for example, when he's killed by Thanos, oh. or a variant of his killed by Thanos, I guess. And then him watching that in yeah. season one. Oh. Yeah. And I, I, but Christ. Tom Hiddleston, I think, has really made that character what it is and i want to you know special mention to him because he's been him and his um dynamics with uh both sylvie and mobius in this show have been great it's just a shame we didn't get as much of it in season two as we did in one although Mm -hmm. the moments in episode six are really good it's just a shame that it was right at the end you know yeah yeah um so yeah but my question i guess was drum roll obviously we're very happy with season one and you know we've kind of landed in a maybe not completely satisfied but you know all right place at the end of season two given what i've said about loki and tom hiddleston and the character and what the work has been done there would loki have been as good if we if it was brand new if loki had just been a someone we didn't know no no as in like you needed the history yeah you needed the history so yeah no so oh, I, yeah of course not part yeah, of a deeper would, question is if we had so whereas things like hawkeye have never worked arguably because we haven't had the same connection so it's just i find it interesting that if a show like you know miss marvel or something picks up nowadays because of how long we've been going with the mcu is it uh 
mammoth task for a new show to really get us going about these characters mm. or is it or is it purely the quality is not there well i, now, I don't know is a good question yeah yes! i mean I, <laughs> I think for for <laughs> hawkeye if if we use hawkeye as the template then because it's mm. it's a legacy character that then was given a new story mm. i think the thing about hawkeye was he was put aside in his own show because the yeah. moments where he sort of was sorrowfully pining for Scarlett Johansson, like we mm-hmm. all do, and <laughs> <laughs> and and like the, thinking the about scene her where falling like, off that cliff, yeah, <laughs> like he's, he's feeling sort of like survivor's guilt, I guess. Mm. Um, like th- that was really strong. That was really good. Like Jeremy Renner was given the tools to play with, but the rest of the show just be- kind of came the gimmick to set up multiple different facets you know it, it was to set up kate bishop as a character properly like give yelena florence Pugh's characters sort of a bit more to do mm-hmm. and then set up echo as mm-hmm. a as a separate show mm. so it it kind of felt more like a linchpin to 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 set up other things opposed to really focus on the character so I feel like Hawkeye was kind of done dirty in that scenario. So is it whilst... more Hawkeye in title rather than Hawkeye in content? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because Loki, yeah. on the other hand, was Loki in name and in action. Yeah, it was Loki's story from start to finish. Yeah, and I mean that could have been instrumental in Tom Hiddleston's involvement in maybe the production of it. Mm. You know, because mm. you're not going to say, "Hey, I'm going to produce this, and I'm going to give someone else the wine." Like, <laughs> no, I want this to be about me. But yeah, and I think that's that's where. Loki's strengths has lied, you know, it's it it has stuck around him whilst the others have kind of dwindled and focused on setting up other platforms. Mm. So I, yes, the quality has definitely dipped, but it's because I think they're kinda they want to put aside the legacy almost to a degree to set up the new and we're slowly realizing, well actually no, the the reason why these legacy characters are legacy characters is because they were so instrumental mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. like them. Whilst just mm-hmm. saying, hey, here's Shang-Chi. Yeah, sure, the film was okay, but who is he? Yeah. Like, and, what's my emotional yeah, renaissance to this? Yeah, Shang-Chi's a good example because I actually quite enjoyed the film, Shang-Chi, yeah. but I wasn't overly invested because obviously he's brand new. I was like, well, I, you know, I've, it's a lot of getting to know, getting to know you, you know, and, um, but, and be- before I lead into asking Ian, obviously something else that is was One Division, you know, which had you know legacy <laughs> characters, the Scarlet Witch, and it I'm had it had obviously this this weird <laughs> concept that it began with, and I think started well, but kind of yeah. waned off. So, and Ian, your thoughts on One Division are well recorded. However, that's another <laughs> example of legacy characters coming in. But the quality, I mean, arguably, out of the three we've mentioned, Loki, One Division, and Hawkeye, Loki is by, by far the strongest property of the three. But is, is it again, if we'd have got Loki season one without any context, but you know, you still had all Tom Hiddleston, you still had all the other characters, where would we be at with that? Is that enough to sell it? Is Loki good enough in its own to sell something? Or does it need that kind of background that we have? I think well, you need it. Yeah, you you definitely need it. I think the issue, I don't know, it's different. Because what makes yes, what what hope does a new Marvel show essentially have if it doesn't have that? Is what I'm trying to. Well, get because at. The, so the the interesting thing is that look, low key season one is like of very good quality, right? And this one, 
I would say we would say is broadly fine to broadly good. Whereas, yeah, yeah? would that yeah, be fair? Yeah, yeah. 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 I think it dips in the middle, but then picks itself back up for sure. Yeah. yeah. Whereas season one, I think we'd all say is broadly great. Yeah. Like it's really great. Yeah, it's consistent. And I, yeah. I think the rest of this shows, whether they've been about legacy characters like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, or new characters like Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, have been middling to not very good. Like, broadly speaking, there might be a couple that we go, like Moon Knight had highs, but I think unfortunately it just didn't pay off very much in the end. Possibly my my own only I might be the only person who thinks that, but I think it generally has been forgotten a bit. Um, I think, you know, if we branch this out into the broader MCU films as well, you know, we have seen them work n- newer characters well. So like Black Panther worked incredibly well, the first film. But I think that was obviously because it got introduced yeah. in Civil War. It was done well. It wasn't just a thrown out there like, say, Shang-Chi. And I think it does need to be of good quality. I think, personally, the TV shows, if we're specifically going to keep it to the TV shows, a big part of that is that there's been too much. They've really just pushed out a lot of stuff. The same with the films as well, I guess, including them. There's been an oversaturation of marvel properties and i think that has led to quality decline whereas if they because iron man toby can like attest to this iron man's a huge character now but when that first iron man he was not at all he wasn't the avengers weren't lucky exactly yeah for x-men spider-man spider-man those were the a-listers those were your guys so they can clearly do it with say chang chi or miss marvel or whatever character it is but i think they haven't done it in a way that that's felt organic it's felt as totally what toby said it's felt like we need to set up the next thing and obviously with hawkeye with miss marvel with some other properties it's been like well we might do a young avengers now and it feels like it's that setup rather than let's develop a really good character let's put the effort into figuring out what could make a good fleshed out character and i think that's why the first season of loki worked really well obviously there is the precursor of us knowing loki over multiple 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 films but i think it's also because they put effort into character and you know that's something that lacked in this season as well to link it to this show so yeah i think it is doable but i also think it's that they've done too much that's the thing yeah and the quality's dipped because of it because it's it's the it's been the the age-old quantity over quality because it's been a lot of surplus characters that have been brought in in name only yes you know 100 whilst we've got the iron mans they made iron man but they made iron man actually iron man it wasn't just here's your run-of-the-mill character with a slap of iron man paint covered on it it's (laughs) it's actually been tony stark they developed his backstory they gave us the history we built from the ground up it wasn't like hey here's riri williams she's a phenomenal um science tech who's been building this shit for as long as you know she's been alive and she's suddenly iron woman in black panther uh, black panther wakanda forever you know Mm. there's there's no there's no history there it's just cool she's in it now and it feels forced doesn't it and it does it it feels feels 100 percent forced yeah you know like especially we said it when we reviewed black panther all four of us agreed that 
Riri Williams in Black Panther 2 did not fit in the film at all. It felt totally out of place. It didn't have a point, And it's just there to set up Young Avengers. Oh, there's going to be a Young Avengers film. And it's yeah. like the the reason why that works at the end of the first Avengers with Nick Fury coming out and being like, I've got an initiative I want you to take part of is that they didn't just rush into shoving things in. You mm-hmm. created Iron Man. You then did the other the other two, Captain America and uh, uh, Thor. Thank you very much. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Incredible Hulk. Um, <laughs> so then... I, I mean, it's still canon, but to what point? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, in, it's in the box set, but no one really gets it out. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gets that one out. But <laughs> they, they wooed us. They romanced us. Exactly. They, now now they, they just built forcing it down our throats. It is. And I think I'm very optimistic now that I've heard that they're not releasing any more films mm-hmm. next year than Deadpool. Well, and I hope yeah. they're going to be like, there's no more TV shows either for a while because we just need... A, because we all said this, after Endgame, they should have slowed down a bit. But instead... 100%. 100%. They put right. the pedal down and fucking went straight wow. through the wall. It's 10,000 new things. They've smashed into my front living yeah. room. <laughs> Get out of here, Kevin. Get out. <laughs> You're paying for this. You've made a mess of this. You like product? Well, here's all the product. Yeah. And some kind of mental that, Santa Claus. That's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, and obviously we have had good stuff in the midst of the terrible stuff. But, you know, I think we've talked about it many times on the podcast of the issues of the MCU. But I think it just boils down. I don't think it's necessarily the big thing that's been pumped out at the moment in all outlets that are media uh critics is that it's superhero fatigue and that that is obviously something that can happen we saw it in previous film genres throughout you know film history but i don't think necessarily that's what's happening yet it could happen i think toby's convinced me that it's not really f- superhero fatigue it's just there's too much of the products right now and yeah, well, we said it we said it in the last episode isn't yeah. it? it's it's content fatigue not quality uh, not yeah. uh, not the actual subject fatigue Mm. We're just and I'm happy... fatigued by the bad quality that we're getting in just copious waves. Yeah. Given the time, to wave breathe. after wave of my <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean the excitement levels are still there. We're still talking about it. Like Invincible has got people hyped oh, again. So Guardians of the Galaxy got people hyped again. You know, it's not a lack of want. It's people don't just a dislike lack of superheroes. No, it's people still the love them. Yeah, quality. It's yeah. the quality. The boys. I haven't watched it, but people fucking love that. Boys show. is I'm great. So psyched for the next season. Spider Verse. You know, obviously yeah. we spoke Spider Verse. Like Guardians. You mentioned Guardians was just a good film. You know, yeah. and I that's the main difference. I'm happy in the idea that DC and Marvel are both taking a bit of a break yeah. from releasing films. Big cute makers want it again. Yes. Yeah. I just, I would rather, no offense Jesus to Jason yeah, Jesus. Jesus. All you know, the euphemisms. <laughs> I would want and them You know to where actually... they are, listeners, all right? Just, yes. <laughs> just tickle us a little bit. In that special place that you know we like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> do it. Okay. Do it. Before we, decide, I... before we go down that route. <laughs> I was about to say, I, 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 my point's gone. I was going to be like, they should just Are you uncomfortable their... yet? Well, well, they ra- should cancel their slate, but that's all I was going to say. <laughs> to try and wrap this up somehow before we end up in some murky waters. Before we get cancelled <laughs> off. <Yeah. laughs> Chris from UK Films like, yeah, you're, you're done. You're done. <laughs> this is, this is um, you're right. Marvel do have seemed to have taken note 
that they should slow down and Deadpool is now the only MCU film that's going to be released next year. Obviously, it's now taking Captain America New World Order spot, which has now been pushed to 2025. Thunderbolts has been pushed to 2025 and Blade if it ever actually gets made, to be honest. <laughs> is that film ever coming That's, out? I mean, I'll yeah. believe it when I'm actually watching it. Let's get to that point. Didn't Even the director then, leave as well? Yeah, like, oh, it's been, yeah. I think it hasn't been like three directors and 16 Shit. screenwriters. I, I was just like, right, it's dead. It's gone. Just let it go. But Sad. that's, that's that been, the one I was that, most excited They've all for. been pushed back about seven months. So in 2025, we do have three films, but I don't think that'll stay. I think if they do well with Deadpool 3, which I assume they will, because Deadpool's got, you know, that fan base and it's got something to work off. But I think I'd like, I, and same with DC, I agree. I think it's good that they're all thinking maybe we should just rein it in a little bit and try and mm-hmm. produce more quality and less quantity, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll all be happy. And take Agreed. on take on everything Toby said earlier. We'll all be good. We'll all be happy. Well, the teasing thing. Don't, don't, well, not that don't bit. bring that up again. Like, oh, what? come on. What? Come on, you prude. Why did you bring that up? <laughs> come on, that old man again, Ian, you prude. I mean, if it, oh. if it means good films, I'm all for it. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, unfortunately, oh, I think that's all we have time for this week. Um, before we really get into trouble. <laughs> Thank you, as always, to my fellow nerds, Toby and Ian, for joining me. Thank you, guys. It's been fun thank watching you. Loki and discussing it with you. So thank you. Um, thank you, of course, to all you wonderful listeners. We really, really appreciate every single one of you listening every week. If you've enjoyed listening to us today, you can listen to us talk about all kinds of things on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud, including the first three episodes of Loki Season 2. And all the and other the weather. And the weather. We're going to have weather updates more frequently now. That's <laughs> um, a callback. Yeah, that's a callback. <laughs> um, plus a lot of episodes and, you know, the aforementioned MCU films, DC, tons of other nerdy stuff. You guys are going to be talking about Invincible very soon. We're going to have Scott Pilgrim discussion about oh, new animated yeah. series. Ian's eventually going to watch The Boys at some point, so we'll talk about <laughs> <Yeah>! that. <laughs> that's a special that we're going to do, Ian's thoughts on The Boys. It is just going to be like, oh my god, it's amazing for an hour. Um, <laughs> oh, I hope. It'll be big, very yeah, that's, big, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> just um, me going, well... You can also get in touch with us yourself. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Phantom Zone Podcast, or you can email us at the Phantom Zone Podcast at gmail.com. But for now, until next time, thank you for listening, and we will see you again soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.